welcome to the Mama Marketer Podcast. I am your host, Olivia, and today I am here with my friend, Allison. Um, Allison is a local musician and author, and we met through our work with the Libertarian Party of Kansas, and um, we are actually off on the tail end of a um, girls' weekend, so full disclosure, um, I followed Allison out to Missouri where she had a gig performing violin and we just decided to get a hotel room and stay the night and we definitely crashed a couple parties last night and <laughs> are moving a little slow this morning. So full disclosure on that, <laughs> not keeping any secrets. How are you feeling yeah. this morning, Allison? I mean, I feel pretty good, but I'm definitely sitting here coffee in hand, scratchy throat. Yes. Doing the math on how many hours I didn't sleep. Yes. So yeah, feet are yeah, swollen. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah. So this is kind of like our walk of shame episode, <laughs> but it's fun. So um, okay. So I have asked Allison on here to, um, if, as as you've seen, the title of the episode is Mahogany and Mayhem. But so Mahogany is actually Allison and I's like code word for monogamy, um, because we saw a YouTube video, yeah. remember, where some guys, they were like, mahogany, ma, uh, they, what were some other words they said? There were others on there, I'm not remembering what they are. He was going through this whole list of words that started, like, multisyllabic words that started with M, Yeah. and he couldn't think of the word monogamy, but the funniest one was mahogany. Yes, yeah, and I always think of Hunger Games, yeah. where she's like, mahogany, yeah. and so, so yeah, so, just letting the cat out of the bag, Allison is from a slightly different lifestyle than I think most of the people listening to this show are, so Allison is what we would consider polyamorous, which is different than polygamist, which mm-hmm. we will get into later Very at length, different. yes, and so I've asked her to come on, I personally have learned so much, not that this is a lifestyle that I would do well in, but I've just personally learned so much about what it is and what it isn't. And so we're not going to get explicit today. We're not trying to make anybody uncomfortable. But I do want Allison to kind of myth bust, if you will, on what polyamory um, is and isn't. So first of all, why don't you go ahead and break down just those two definitions for me, uh, polyamory and polygamy. Yeah, well, when people hear the word polyamory, they think, oh, the guy on with the show on Bravo with all the wives, right? What is the name of that? Sister Wives. <laughs> I believe it's on TLC, which we're going to have a section yeah. on talking about Sister Wives. Do you, do your listeners yeah. know what a, a reality show junkie you are? Yes, okay. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I could not have... Allison is totally right. Most of us... I remember one time I was in a hotel room and I had cable and TLC was on and I saw an episode of Sister Wives like 10 years ago. Literally, Dean had to peel me off the bed to go do the vacation things because I was like, I can't stop watching. And so, yeah, you're correct in the fact that a lot of people listening, a lot of people in the world probably just think that that is poly. They don't realize there's a difference. Yes. Yeah, so. they do. That's the connection they make is they go, oh, it's the guy on TV with all of the wives. And that's. The biggest, one of the biggest, I think, misconceptions about polyamory is that it's polygamy, and those are not the same. So polygamy is when you legally, I th- is it only in Utah? So he's legally that? only married to one, but from what I understand it, polygamy... But you can, Yeah, he, right? he has yeah. spiritual marriages with many. Legally, it's still not accepted okay. to have more than one wife, but okay. their whole goal, though, is to make as many children as possible. That's right. So it's That's a, it's a big difference. It's a it's religious a relig- base, I yes. think. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's it's for the purpose of so it's one man who's the head of the household and then he has multiple wives mm-hmm. and multiple children. Multiple and families. they live and from what I I don't watch the show, but I right. think they live on some kind of big compound with all multiple yeah. rooms and yeah. stuff, right? So this kind of like the male being the head of the hierarchy and then the females and then the children. The, yeah. This is not polyamory. Right. This is polygamy. Yeah. These are very, very different. Yeah. So I think the best way to make the contrast is to just be, just to come out and say what my life yeah. is and how De- it's define, not that. Define okay, what so, polyamory actually is. Right. Like what so like. I don't have any, I don't have husbands. I don't have kids. I'll say that right off the bat. So, you know, I have the freedom in my life to live this way. I think more than a lot of people would. But... I don't have husbands. I have been married twice to, uh, I've had two brief monogamous marriages that did not work out because as it turns out, yeah, that's not the lifestyle for me. And I really prefer to be open. Um, polyamory is when you develop sustainable, loving relationships mm-hmm. with multiple people. Right. So this is not about marriage. It can be right. Like I know, I actually know plenty of polyamorous yeah, people are who are married. Couples. Right. Yeah. So they have a spouse. 
and then they have a girlfriend. Yeah. And then they might have another girlfriend, and then they might have a partner, and then they might have a long-distance partner. And, it, I mean, the network is... Yeah. Can be... Yeah. Pretty extensive. I mean, it's not always. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, and then the other thing that I want to mention really quick is that I've been doing this for 15 months. Yeah. So I'm, like, pretty new to this life. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. I relish in it. I mean, you know yeah. how fulfilling I mean, she is me. a social... She's one of those people that gets filled <clears throat> up by being social and by being yeah. around other people. Yeah, so it makes sure. total sense that in your love life... Yep. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of... Two really big myths I want to hit on, and then I'll see if you have any other ones before we move on to other topics. But, um, so, one thing that I thought was interesting to learn about polyamory is that polyamory is not cheating. <laughs> polyamory is not, like, some movies that we've seen recently where there are there are situations, like, there's that Anna de Armas movie where, like, she, the husband lets her sleep around and he's also murdering people. But, so, mm. like, there are situations where, like, one person chooses not to have multiple partners and he just lets the, maybe the other partner, that's called, like, a mono that's poly. A mono, that's a mono yeah. poly relationship. But, one person's traditional and the other one has multiple partners. Yeah, yeah. but the thing, that, whether it's mono poly or poly poly or dating a couple or whatever... What I have learned is that it is not che- it is not cheating. Everyone knows. Everyone involved knows that there's another partner. And I think, and you've even run into situations where you've had guys pursue you that 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 say they're in open marriages, but like really it turns Multiple out they're times. not. And and yes. you are very careful to like ask and confirm that. Yes. And so, to me, like I remember hearing Dr. Drew talk about uh, polyamory one time, and uh, he was basically saying like. He was not in favor of it, but but his reasoning made sense to me because he was like, look at how much time and energy we have to put into just making two people date, marriage, long-term, let alone throwing in multiple. And so what's interesting to me is that uh, you guys are like kind of, in my mind, like more evolved because you are able to be fully authentic and open with your communications yeah. if you're doing it. If you're doing it properly, yeah. Um, so that is the big. So talk, speak on that yeah. a little bit about how like polyg- polyamory is not. Oh, you cheating. slipped. I know, oh, I did. girl, yeah. you said polygamy. <laughs> how polyamory is not <clears throat> cheating. Like, yeah. Well, so the basis of cheating is lying, right? Mm-hmm. So the basis of cheating is that you're stepping out, usually in a sexual way. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. It can be an emotional affair or something right. like that, right? But usually the implication is you're sleeping with someone, right. and the basis of cheating is lying, and so that other person doesn't know whether it be your spouse or the other person that you're cheating with is maybe also cheating on their yeah. partner or spouse or girlfriend or whatever. Right. And the thing about polyamory is that everybody comes to the table and says, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm living. This is who I am. If you don't like it, that's fine. Right. We don't have to be involved, but it's fully consensual. It's above board. Yeah. Everybody knows what's going on with everybody else. Usually. Yeah. And of course people can lie, yeah. but within the community there's this understanding of, no, we're not going to do that because yeah. that's not the decent human yeah. way to live. Yeah, you're not out to hurt people and you're not out, like you really are, like like I love, I actually love breaking down polyamory, like the reason it's different than like polygamist or whatever, like amory, love, yeah. like it really is about like, like like I said, you're not trying to hurt anybody. No. Like you're 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 trying to be honest and honor what you're each feeling. Um No, and, and it's and I I would take it one step further than that. It's not only not hurting each other, but it's building each other up in a very positive way. Right. Um one of the I think the coolest things, one of the most beneficial things for me and for a lot of people about polyamory is that every relationship is a custom relationship. Yeah. So what the so a lot of people here, you know, like you said, I'm very extroverted. I get I get all of my energy from other people. Right. So for me, it's very, very easy to date multiple people and be involved with multiple people and have several dates a week and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's not true for everybody. There's polyamorous yeah. people that have a spouse and then they have a, a girlfriend, a boyfriend who they see once a week and they're mm. like, that's good. That's, you know, yeah. that's enough for me. But that's, that's, yeah. when that's not me. <laughs> when I think about the lifestyle, I, and even when I used to watch Sister Wives, I used to be like, I can't imagine the energy it would take to like balance yeah. multiple and so yeah so I know we've talked a little bit about people in my life who are also like um in the not necessarily this lifestyle but are like bisexual or whatever mm-hmm. and they really just all they do is just shit on mahogany all the time <laughs> and they say that like no one is wired for one person blah 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 and like what I love about you and why I'm comfortable doing this and why I thought you'd be a good intro for people is that like you don't do that to us and you yeah, we don't believe that. you realize because like 
like you said, everything is custom. There are some people that actually are wired to thrive in mahogany, and there are other people where that would kill them. Like it would take their sparkle, it would take their light for them to be in that. And so to know that there's like a community and a safe place that they can go um, is really cool. We need to myth bust something else really quick. Yes. So you keep using this word lifestyle. Right. It's not incorrect. Okay. But. I've only, only because I've heard you say it. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's more like a community. It's more like. It's a, yeah, it's a community. So like, for example, in Kansas City, where I live, there's, there is very much a community of polyamorous people. And we go to each other. I mean, the parties are crazy because. (laughs) I mean, I've never been. Because (laughs) so many people in the room are like, oh, I have a relationship with this person and have you met my partner? And then you'll meet them and talk to them and they'll go, oh, well, have you met my husband? And it just kind of goes in this never ending (laughs) circle. And the room is so full of love and energy and light and everybody's happy to be there and everybody supports each other. There's not jealousy. There's not, I mean, it's just amazing. But one of the things that I want to myth bust yes. is that when you say lifestyle, some people, even monogamous people, it's kind of overused that term. It can I be get swingers. It, it can yes. mean swingers. So yeah. this can mean a couple yeah. who are monogamous, but yeah. they like to swap or swing yeah. or play or and whatever. You would not consider with somebody else. swingers polyamorous. They can be, but. That that's is, not got it. That's not the same thing. It's a version so, of it. Right. So gotcha. and I'm not I'm not saying this to like yeah. correct you or anything. No. I'm just when like when I say lifestyle, I'm talking about the life like small L lifestyle right. that I have chosen. Kind yeah. of like libertarianism, right? Big yeah. L and small yes. L. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm talking about small L lifestyle. Yeah. This is just the lifestyle that I choose to live. Yeah. Other people when they say the lifestyle, what they mean is they could mean swinging. Yeah. The, some people use it to mean polyamory, not many. Gotcha. Like truly not many. Yeah. So it's just another thing that I yeah. want to say. If you if you're sitting at the bar with somebody and you're talking yeah. and they go, Well, we're in the lifestyle, that could mean tiny all red flag. Kinds of <laughs> yes. Well, I mean yeah. not if you're a swinger, but that yeah. could mean so many different things. So yeah. just it's good to ask, ask them for to... confirmation. What do they mean by being the lifestyle? Because yeah. that's that's kind of yeah. a nebulous term. So that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so on to our next myth that I want to bust. Um just like I said, polyamory is not cheating. Polyamory is also not just meaningless sleeping around sex. No, it's hardly ever that. Yeah, and the reason I want to bring this up is because we have had people that we are friends with, as soon as somebody gets single, they're like, hey, Allison, how you doing? Hey, you want to hook up? And And I'm like, 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 buddy, are you in for a lifetime relationship? Because that's what I'm... Exactly, That's what I'm after. So people just assume that you're like the good time girl because they've like maybe heard murmurings of your polyamory but like it, it, it really. Do you have exciting sex that you tell me about? Yes, but like <laughs> so do people in mahogany. It's not about that. Like yeah. it's, yeah. So just speak on that a little bit. How it's not like whoring around. It's yeah. just not. Like, yeah. Um. First of all, we need to get one thing straight. I am the good time girl. <laughs> Let's just be super clear on that. On it. <laughs> okay. I am. Um. Okay. So. I have friends from all different, I have lots of polyamorous friends, I have lots of lots and lots of swinger friends who are like, well, I don't actually want relationships with other people, but we play at the club or whatever, right? Right. Um, I have people, there's a whole amazing, respectful, intriguing, brilliant community of like kinksters, mm. and we talk at the dungeon, and the, but that's kind of a dip, that's not yeah. really within the confines of this, but there's yeah. overlaps yeah. with polyamory and, and, and other, uh, kink um, and that sort yes. of thing. Uh, interests, right? Yeah. Um, polyamory is almost like the umbrella, and then underneath that, there's like we talked about, like mono poly swinging, yeah. kinking, or like or I would almost say lifestyle is the umbrella. Yeah. Then under that can be swingers, polyamory, kink, whatever. Yeah. So there's all we kinds were, of different. We were sorry to interrupt. We no. were talking on the hike that we went on yesterday um, about how there's like LGBTQ uh, now IA. You almost could have a whole nother alphabet that mm-hmm. is like you need to come up with that. Like you need to come mm-hmm. up with like the whatever it looks like because there there yes there is a term that we can clump you into but mm-hmm. and I hate labels I hate that we feel like we have to have these yeah identifying signaling labels I understand the need for acknowledging them but we're so much more than the letters but it might be something that might help normalize mm-hmm. if there was something that yeah, we could put together um but. right no yeah you're not wrong I have I have a lot of thoughts on that so we have some things we have some acronyms okay we have E&M, which is ethical non-monogamy. Gotcha. So, um, okay, how is that different than non-monogamy? I mean, I don't know. That's just, that's it's what we ethical. Are. That's, it's like it's, what we talked about before. Eth- You're not cheating. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right? See first, make It's us. ethical. It's, communi- it's communicative. It's yeah. everybody's on board and know what we're doing. And, and 
Um, there, by the way, I want to throw this in there too. There's something called kitchen table poly, yes. which is beautiful. It is not for everyone. Oh my god. There's a okay, lot of polyamorous. Okay, what so is... so <laughs> there's something called um, some people like don't ask, don't tell. So if you want to go and you want to have an experience with someone of yeah. whatever variety, yeah. if you want to have an emotional connection with someone, if you want to have a sexual connection with someone, yeah. I don't mind if you do that. You're going to go and you're going to have a date Thursday night. That's fine. I don't really want to hear the, the details. details. It's yeah. actually really common. Yeah. Um, I have some partners who are like that. Yeah. I have a couple partners who are like, look, you're a free woman. You do what you want. But I don't need to hear about it. And yeah. that's fine. That's yeah. that's their comfort level. And then right? you have some partners that are like, how was your day? And then I have with... some that are like, tell me yes. everything. Yeah, and I'm like, well, so and that's where I draw the line. I'm like, no, because then it's not special. You know, then right. then that connection yeah. is compromised. It just takes such a confident person to be yes. able to do that. Yes. Like such a confident, secure person. And that's why like I'm trying to I'm trying to get people I'm not trying to like endorse it one way or the other. I'm just trying to get people to be like, yo, this is just as hard as you know, monogamy is with like, like but it, but it's but also rewarding. It's but also like, feasible. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's what people don't. Yeah. So okay, so so circling back to yes. the acronyms. So we have E and M, which is ethical non-monogamy. We have, um, for example, if you get on the dating app that I'm on for open relationships, I mean, there's every there's O and S, which is one night stand. So a lot of people will say not into that, no mm. O and S, right? Um, other people will say, oh, gosh, I mean, there's so many acronyms, and I don't want to like throw them all out there because right. it. It compromises yes. the community a yeah. little bit in the yeah. sense of like we we want to you know we yeah. want to keep our language. So but that that's we can something a lot of people don't know. Like there are yeah. apps for this. Yeah. There oh, yeah. Are, there, yeah. So there definitely are. There's terms. open dating apps. There's yeah. yeah. Even on for a very brief time, I was on OkCupid, which mm. is not really an open app. But right. you can put in your profile. You right off the bat, you go, Hey, I am solo poly. This is my life. I'm not looking to get into mahogany with yes. anyone. Yes. Like just so yeah. and then, and immediately you're turning off, you know, guys are like, yeah. Oh, well, I don't want that. That's not, I'm looking yeah. for a life partner to help me raise kids. And they know right away that's not me. Yeah. So yeah. it's really good and to talk about that. I also think it's cool because a lot of your partners, like like we said, they're not actually looking for one night stands. They are looking for you to they're looking it's like they're looking for a solid roster mm-hmm. of people that they want to rotate between. And mm-hmm. it's not like most of the people I feel like that I hear about that you're dating, and maybe it's just because you tell me about the serious ones, but I feel like most of the people in your roster are not, like, one and two nights. They're, I mean, they no. they develop, like, and you actually, like, get to know people. And that's, again, I think, I don't think people realize that when they, like, they don't. think of polyamory. They don't. And here, so, really what we're myth-busting is that polyamory is not promiscuity. Right. Right? Yes. That's what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. So, let me be clear. There are polyamorous people who are, like, I have an extremely high libido. Mm. Um, this is the lifestyle that works for me because I have needs that need to be met constantly and this is the way for me to do it. Those people might be better suited to one night stands. Mm. And we don't, I anyway, I mean yeah. not to speak for the whole community, but I don't look at those people and go, wow, what a slut. Right. Just like you are not looking at me and saying right. that. Yeah. It's the same thing. So there's a whole spectrum. And what I said before about custom relationships. Yeah, I love that. So when I meet somebody... And we go on a date, which I do a lot. I think in 22, 2022, I haven't done the math. What are there? I should do the math. I didn't think about this. Um, so that so that is the first full year that I was single and living a polyamorous lifestyle. So if I really had to go back, there's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. I probably went on 50 dates. Yeah. And that ranges from somebody who I met on the app and I wanted to meet for the very first time, which I'm not looking. To, I mean, yeah, I'm going to swipe on them because they're attractive and I think we have a lot right. in common, but I'm not showing up expecting to go, okay, you're going to be a lifetime partner on my roster. Right. That's not what this is about. Yeah. We talk, we figure out what each other wants. We figure out what are you, what are you looking for? It's yeah. such a simple question. Yeah. Even mahogany people can yes. do this on dates. They even, can go, what are you after? Even my husband tells like p- people that we know in our lives that are single, like at a certain point it is just a numbers game and at a certain point like just go on a bunch of first dates. Yeah. And like, and I always tell people like, cause I know that's really scary. And like in today's day and age, they don't meet face to face and stuff. But I'm like, listen, worst case, you have a friend. Best case, it develops into something else. Like just go on well, first dates. Well, worst case, like everyone else, you shelled out a bunch of money at the bar and you're never going to see this person again. It's the yeah. same thing mahogany people yeah. do. Yeah. It's the same thing. We're dating the same way. The only yeah. difference is that you are entering into a situation where if a, if a man takes me out and he buys me drinks and I explain my lifestyle and he says, I think you're really cool. I'd like to see you again.
great. But he also knows that before he sees me again, yeah. I'm probably going to be with a few partners. Yeah. And as long as he knows that, and as long as the partners know that, yeah. there is no issue and no one is doing yeah. any harm to anyone. Yeah. And that's the most amazing thing about this lifestyle. Yeah, I agree. And also the the default mindset of so many of you guys that I have met or heard about from you, the default mindset is non-judgment. And yeah, I feel absolutely. like the default mindset of people that I know that are single and maybe tired of being single and want to make, want to meet their spouses, what like, oh, he ordered a girly drink, I'm going to break up with him. Or <laughs> she wore the wrong shoes or they're going to have, like the, the, the reasons I hear that people are, are breaking things off of the monogamous so people trite. that I know, they are, yes, they're so, they're so judgmental yeah. on each other. And it's like, you're not perfect either, man. Like so, and you guys just seem to be like so open and so <coughs> so I love that. That um, is true. That is true. And um, I had this conversation with someone the other day who said, so y- your standards must be like really, really super low because, you know, the, it's some kind of judgy comment like, well, if you can date everybody, then why would you not date everybody kind of a thing? And I went, no, 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 no. I was like, my time is not infinite. I mean, I only have, you know, I work. Yeah. Okay. I work. I have... Um, as you know, a very energetic dog that requires yeah. a lot of, like a two-year-old German Shepherd. Yes. You know, yeah. I have things to do at home. Yeah. I've got a lot going on yeah. in my life. And when I go on a date with someone, I'm already scanning and thinking, is the payoff of investing my time and energy into this person worth what's going to come out of it? Now, the difference is if someone who's, what's the, what's our adjective? I keep saying mahogany. Is it like mahogany? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mahoganous? Yeah. Mahoganous? <laughs> so if someone who's, who practices mahogany, um, <laughs> goes on a date, they are thinking to themselves, is this person have ab- everything I need yeah. to have? The is perfect the, spouse. Oh, is this going to be yeah. a dad to my children? Yeah. Can I grow old with him? Oh my gosh, Olivia. I can remove yeah. all of that yeah. pressure. Yeah. And I can look at that person and go, this is who they are right now. Yeah. And this is who I am right now. Do I want to see them again on Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. I'd like to go on a second date. That's it. Yeah, it's I'm a not little more... thinking about 50 years in the future because yeah. I don't have to because yeah. it's a custom relationship. It's a little more in the moment. And I'm yeah. not saying, I think that single monogamous people could learn from this perspective just in the beginning parts of dating because like you don't have to know all of, I'm, I'm not saying not to plan. I'm not saying not to talk to them before you get married about babies and finances and all the important things but like do you have to do it on the first date <laughs> you know like you could maybe yeah, just take it can. a couple of weeks at a time <laughs> I mean you certainly can but no you don't have to yeah you don't yeah. have to okay so before we move on there are a couple of pop culture moments that I just need to ask you about I knew this was coming so before we, but before <laughs> we move on to that is there like any other myths you want to um ask? let's see um so we said that let's wrap up or let's let's recap we said that Polyamory is not promiscuity. Mm-hmm. Polyamory is not polygamy. Polyamory is not cheating. Polyamory is not cheating. Um, <clears throat> I would say this too, and this is this is the last thing I'm going to say. This is not true for me, but it is true for some people, and I feel that it needs to be represented. Some people who live a mahogany lifestyle look at us and they go, oh, you must just be having sex all the time. <laughs> that is true for some people. Like I said, the people with high libido, and that's why yeah. they, that's one of the reasons they choose this right. lifestyle. They probably also just have a lot of energy for people right. in general. Yeah. Like just a lot of energy, right? Yeah. That needs to go someplace. Right. There are other people in the, in the lifestyle or a lifestyle mm-hmm. that that's not for them. They want an emotional connection with mm-hmm. someone. They want a spouse. There are people who are asexual who mm. are polyamorous. Nice. And so the other, I guess when you say, is there anything else we need to bust? The last thing is that, that we're just crazy clothes flying off yeah. all the time. I mean, all of these are custom relationships. All of these are people who know their needs and are very in touch with what they're looking yeah. for. And that is not always just An loads and loads of sex. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. it can be, yeah. but isn't that also true for yeah, monogamous? Like sure. there's monogamous people that get busy multiple times a day with their one single spouse. Yes. Yeah. But, then, but then they look at us and they yeah. judge us for doing that with multiple people who we yeah. love. So just yeah. anyway, that's the last thing yeah. that I wanted to bust. Okay, yeah, it's any, that makes sense. Any any spectrum on the range of asexual to crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like, I guess to sum it up, I would just say that like, you just just like our brothers and sisters that are LGBTQIA, you cannot judge one of them for all of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like everyone is unique mm-hmm. in the way that they pursue 
love. Mm-hmm. And the next polyamorous person you talk to might have nothing in common with me, except yeah. that we have. Which, if that's you and you want to come on this show, either just with me or with me and Allison, 100% message me because yeah. we'll be open to it. It's yeah. it's great. Um, okay, so a couple of pop culture moments, and then we'll get into your book and politics and whatnot. So, okay, sister wives. So when I started watching Sister Wives, yes, they had this like custom compound where he had like three wives and the houses were connected and he had these little like staircases, but they were individual home units for each mom and the kids and he would just kind of float between them. And then as this show's been on for like 10 plus years. And then as the show went on, they had, they pursued a fourth wife, Robin. They, they had to flee Utah because they were on TV and the government of Utah was like coming after them for their, their lifestyle. They moved to Vegas, and then I think they ended up having to leave Vegas, and they went and bought, like, land out in the woods and stuff, and then I kind of stopped watching. But what's happening right now, ever since he brought in the fourth wife, Robin, the other wives have been jealous. And the first three wives explained that, like, it wasn't like that when when they were brought on. It's like something about Robin always made them jealous. And Hmm. what's happening current time, right now, all three of his original wives have left him. And he is just with Robin. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And I'm being told that the season that's about to air is them trying to pursue mahogany. A new, no, a new wife. <gasps> new, a new wife, and apparently it ends up not working out. I got like, oh a, my. I got like a okay. teaser. I got like a insider okay. info that like the season, the whole next season is Cody and Robin pursuing a, th- a, a third wife since the others have left, and the other wives are still going to be on the show, and we're going to see what their lives look like. Um, and, and and then apparently at the end of the new season that's about to come out, ends up not working out. They end up not keeping this uh, partner. And then the other thing that's happening is, like, the kids are no longer children. They're old enough to talk. And there are several of them that are talking about how horrible their lives were growing up and how toxic the other moms were and how competitive. Everyone had to compete for daddy's attention. And it just – my fear is that for someone like you who, like, like we said, people look at this and they think this is – the same as what you're doing. It's people's only exposure to it. I'm already hearing people saying, see, we knew it wasn't going to last. We knew it wasn't sustainable. We knew it was not healthy for the kids. We knew those women could could not have not been jealous. It's all falling apart now. And I think all of the conservatives are going are gonna to exploit this. And so I am literally, I know you don't watch, but I'm literally just curious, like, I'll, go, I'll just ask, like, is it a failure? Is, it, is, is polygamy not sustainable is there a reason that most mormons don't do it anymore like what do you, what what is your or Ugh. is this so specific that it was just like fame that did it because that's a thing like reality tv comes with a curse that usually ends in divorce so maybe it's the same run of the mill but i'm just curious your yeah like your take on all of that that's going on and what it means for the landscape of alternate lifestyles <coughs> Okay, I feel much better. All good. (laughs) There are so many things I can say to this. I'm going to start with the most important one. Okay. Let's reiterate that polygamy is not polyamory. Yeah. That said, okay, the people that look at this and they go, see, we knew it wasn't going to work out. Um, I want you to take a look (laughs) at every monogamous person you know who's been married and is no longer married. I want you to take a look at every single girl in her 30s who's been in relationships and she's moved in with a guy and then they moved out and then they broke up and they I'm sorry there is yeah. no difference. True. That's there fair. are many 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 long lasting monogamous relationships in this culture yeah. and marriages you know you the couple yeah. on the dance floor at the wedding and the DJ says how many of you have yes, been Yes, love that. 50 part. years. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's really really beautiful. I look at that and I tear up because yeah. that's an amazing connection that two people can have. Yeah. I mean, two polyamorous people could too. Yeah. But Three usually or four. It's, usually it's <laughs> mahogany, right? Yeah. When people look at Sorry, a fake Hollywood situation. I know it's real. I know yeah. some of it's they real. They were a family. I know before it is. All yeah. Of this. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know it's. I know it's legit. And by the way, everything I know about Bravo, Bravo, and reality TV is yeah. from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not on Bravo. Yeah, on TLC. Oh, TLC. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or Kardashians, and the you know yeah. everything I know about that stuff I know from yeah. you. So I'm just going off what you're telling me. Yeah. But when people look at that and they go, "That's representative of why an open relationship can never work," I'm like, "What are you even talking about?" Yeah. That's that's indicative of every relationship yeah. of every kind that two people can have yeah. that over 10 years yeah. might and, not work out. There's no difference. As I understand it, COVID really fucked them up. Sorry, oh my gosh, I never cuss on this show. But as I understand it, when COVID happened, 
he basically chose to stay with Robin and was not comfortable floating between the other homes because of germs and stuff. And she had the youngest children, so he stayed there. And I, we've said, like, so what I'm getting at is that it probably is just running the course of every other natural relationship exactly. slash famous exactly. relationship that had the pressures of the show, the pressures of COVID, and it just, I mean, we, we even say in our in our mahogany lives, like, we've known people that got COVID divorces and stuff, and it's like COVID just, it didn't cause problems, it, it shined a light on it problems. It exacerbates them, yeah. Yeah, and so... Um, so yeah, I can't. I th- I kind of get what you're putting down. Like it probably we shouldn't look at them. We shouldn't be putting them on a pedestal for no, anything well, because it kind of looks like it might just be the natural run course of it's, things. Yeah. What did you say? Ten years. It's been on for a long. I want to say it's been okay. That long. Think of any literally any person in your life. Yeah. And where they were ten years ago. Chances are. Yeah. It, right. Not a hundred percent. They change. Chances are they're not in the same relationship they were ten years ago. Yeah. So it's just. I yeah. mean. The numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. It's not... It, it, I'm interested to see. I know Cody and Robin are pursuing a third. I'm interested to see if the other wives... Because there's one wives who, who one wife whose like tagline was, she grew up in a, polygamy, a polygamous t- family. Hmm. And her tagline was, I always knew I wanted to be someone's third wife. Oh! So like, I'm curious. <laughs> they're, they're famous. They have grown kids. I'm curious, the first three wives, if they pursue... If they pursue another marriage. Continue to pursue polygamy. Yeah. Like, not just one. Yeah, and here's the thing. I can't... I mean, okay, maybe this is what your audience needs to hear. I actually can't speak for this because that's polygamy. totally different. Yeah. Right? That's true. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I don't... But but my last thought on that is that they're celebrities. Sure. I mean, how many celebrity... Oh my gosh, celebrity divorce rate, which we're going to get into some celebrity couples that are confusing next. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Are they polyamorous? I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll just get into it. So who you got so, for me? Okay. Oh, I so, know. I know who you're going to talk about. Okay, everybody. I know exactly who you're going to talk about. I don't know if you know, but there was like an award show, and there's a comedian on stage made a joke about someone's wife, <laughs> and this person went onto the stage and like smacked the comedian for making. It was the slap heard around the yes, world. Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk Will Smith. Will Smith and Jada are in a famous open relationship. As I understand it, it's a monopoly. Like, she is allowed to sleep around, but I don't know that he does. That's what they say. We yes. don't know what's going True. on. True. That's, that's, that's what, what they, they said. Claim. That's what they right. put it out there. So, right. a monopoly. Um, and so, when the slap happened, so this is a little bit me clearing the air. This is, and also getting your take on it. When the slap happened, I had someone who I'm no longer Facebook friends with, like, say how, like, uh... Yeah, he should have done that type of thing. You know, defend his woman, blah, blah. And all I said in my, like, initial comment was, it seems, the whole thing seems a little fishy to me because, like, they're in a famous open relationship. And, like, to do that, like I said, you have to be confident. And and Jada is her own independent woman. And and communicative. And communicative. So, like, the story that was being spun was he just, like, snapped in the moment and had to go defend his wife. But, like, she probably defends herself pretty well when she's on dates with other people like when she goes on first dates and they suck she could probably you know so so I I wasn't endorsing one way or the other and they came down this person and all of her little friends came down really hard on me saying the two things have nothing to do with each other and I don't think that that that, that being open and him punch slapping someone they were saying it was basically it was bad. It was in poor taste of me to bring it up because it doesn't negate the fact that he wanted to defend his wife. But I do I think see. it's connected. I do think, I do think it it's connected. And so I'll just say, hindsight looking back, I shouldn't like have gotten into. I shouldn't have tried. Well, you got to stop that. with those Facebook arguments. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but but hindsight looking back, what I meant by that still stands. Something didn't feel right, and I think what didn't feel right to me was I was seeing a broken, unhealthy man, and and it's sad. It's sad. And so I'm just, because this is polyamory, I'm curious, even if you disagree with me, like, do you, do you kind of understand what I was saying about how, like, it seems weird to me that he was so filled with rage that he had to defend her, but yet, but yet she has other relationships and she's her own woman and he knows that. And I don't know, does that track with you at all or no? Yeah. I mean, again, this is 
this is complex. I mean, okay, we don't really know what's going on. True. We only know what we're told. Right. These are celebrities. Yeah. This is this is an awards show. We don't Olivia, when this first happened, I was 100% convinced it was a publicity stunt. Yes, yeah, and so right? that's another thing I said in this little Facebook fight was I'm just saying it's fishy, yeah. i.e., how was he able to storm the stage? Yeah, during a right. live well, I didn't broadcast, know what stopped them. Go, hey, 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 no hey. one ta- so hey. th- full full disclosure, this slap and what's going on on Sister Wives could all be fake as shit. Full disclosure, they you could know be, that's they could what be I fake. think. Yes, you know yeah. that's what I think. But I love you, and I want to give some yeah. Well, we credit to your like. We can't ignore the fact <laughs> the joke that was made was about alopecia, right? And Pfizer just came out with a huge alopecia drug that dropped like that next week mm-hmm. and there's like advertisements mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. so listen publicity yeah so yeah okay so but, that's but okay take. It, yeah i mean my yeah my take is that okay this is my take i'm gonna distill it yeah. really simply my take is that those are celebrities and i don't know what it's like to be True. that and live that way all i know is my non-celebrity life yeah. and what's real and what's yeah. real between me and my partners and oh, oh here here's a yeah, good way here's a good expect, way to say it yeah okay. right how would i how would i yeah let How would that say, translate to my situation? Yeah, let That's me just maybe say, a better, yeah. one thing that ended what in, at, towards the tail end of this Facebook fight, they were like, I would be so proud if my husband or my son or whoever did that for me. And I was like, you would be proud if your husband or your son committed an assault on national television? You'd be proud of that? Because I call bullshit. Girl, I, I wouldn't have, be proud of that. No, I, yeah. Well, I agree. And I think that also plays into, because we're going to talk about libertarianism right yeah. at some point. So yeah. I think that, I think a little bit of that plays into that okay. non-aggression principle, all those kind of things. Yeah. But, but in your life, in let's my, say okay, this in my, happened. I have the perfect situation yes. to tell okay. you about. This is real life. This is my life. Okay. This is not a celebrity situation and this is not till this goes viral i'm kidding <laughs> right okay Story and then time. and then they're like oh you know that celebrity allison who's who's not mahogany ethical non-mahogany so in my life very very recently i'm talking two weeks ago i started seeing someone uh three weeks ago four weeks ago i started seeing someone who one of my current partners did not like and trust and this had nothing to do with i i say it had nothing to do with jealousy i mean there's always little tinges of that but we work through it it's not that jealousy doesn't exist in polyamory we just have healthy tools to cope with it and we talk about it they communicate they communicate just like everybody in every kind of relationship should should. do da 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 yeah so one of my current partners said listen um i don't like what you're because i was telling him about it every step of the way oh we went on this date right oh i had my first sleepover with him oh we're going on another date we Right. right and i'm sharing this all with my current partner current partner said i don't like what he's saying and doing to you he followed it up with this. He said, you are your own woman. You are free. Mm-hmm. I love you and I respect you. And you're going to pursue what you want to pursue. And I'm never going to get in the way of that. However, as your partner, someone else who loves you, yeah. I am going to voice my concern. And yeah. I am going to, you know, a little bit of my protective side is going to come out. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm going to physically restrain you from seeing anyone. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm going to go after this other person. Yeah. Because you are free to live your life. Mm-hmm. However, what he's saying to you is concerning to me. Yeah. I took that into account. I then went to the other relationship and changed the parameters a little bit. Mm. I just shifted it a little bit to be like, you know what, maybe that, you know, it it does. I mean, the details don't matter and it's, you know, it's intimate between us and whatever, but I just, I I shifted some things to say, how can I make this work so that I am safe and healthy? Number one, number two, that my current partner is happy. Not that that should be, not that he has to be happy with everything all the time because I am, I, I'm a free agent. And I'm autonomous. However, the things he was saying were legitimate. Yeah. He made and good then, points. He made a good case. He, he made good points. Yeah. And I said, you know what? He's saying this because he loves me and I'm going to listen to that. Because yeah. isn't that what mahogany people do too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my husband told me this yeah. thing that I should listen to. And then thirdly, I went back to the new partner and I said, I, I kind of gave him like a... Like you said, you kind of re, you re, redid your boundaries. We reevaluated yeah. and we reestablished the connection that we had. Yeah. Yeah. And it was healthier as a result. Yeah. So I like this because you're giving an example of a healthy man being like, hey, love you, but this, you know. It wasn't imagine, even love you, but. It was love you and also I yes, noticed this. Imagine. Right? So that that's my whole issue with, with the will thing. And again, I, I don't want to speak ill of him because at the end of the day, I do think that he's not healthy. Whether that's his marriage or what. But I think, I think we saw a hurt, unhealthy person. And so... A healthy person said, a healthy person in the moment when there was what he perceived as a threat to someone he loved, he wanted to make sure you were okay. 
yeah, will of wanted to attack the other person instead of being like, honey, are you okay? Do you want me to say something? Like, imagine if he would have not said anything and then the next day had like a very calm, cool, collected press conference or video or red table talk where he was like, here's, here's how much you offended my family and I'm going to speak up for my wife with my words and with my, you know, yeah, not my would, fists. That wouldn't have made headlines. That's not mm. interesting. That's true. That's to most yeah, people. So we're right back to publicity. That's, that's not titillating. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, is why I think... Publicity. Publicity is not. Yeah, and, and that's, I, that's right? the only point I was trying to make was, like, something doesn't seem right. Yeah. You know, anyway. If you sat in on the conversations that I had with my partners, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so boring. <laughs> Maybe this is another myth to bust is, oh, you're polyamorous. Your life must be so exciting and sexy. and uh, Okay, it is because I love my life and I set it up that way. Yeah. And I have many, many handsome men yeah. in my but life. But a lot of your time is spent communicating and yeah communicating and which managing. can mean disagreeing or yeah. fighting or yeah. like this morning I woke up to a text from someone that was a little upset with me about something and I just said hey I'm hanging out with hanging out with my girl yeah you know at our at our vacation spot but like when I get home let's talk about this yeah kind of thing yeah. Uh, a lot of it <clears throat> a lot of it is not always right this amazing sparkly yeah, which sexy, again high octane life that is the same as it's normal know? stuff yes yeah it's yeah. normal stuff it's real life not will and jada yeah not yeah. uh uh what's his name from the sister wives cody. cody cody brown yeah yeah yes okay all really good stuff um i'd love to hear people's comments on that there's a lot of people a lot of my followers are like you know really into pop culture so let me know your thoughts on that it feels really good to get that off my chest about will um okay so we have like maybe 15 minutes before they kick us out kick us out of our hotel room so i they can try want, yeah i want to talk about so i want to hear about your book because you're an author and it's really important to me as someone who's trying to publish a book to like get you know to to plug your your book so tell me a little bit about your book and then your your book is going to lead us into i want to touch on um our political our political um yeah girl genre it's, it's yeah. a great conversation so yeah. during the pandemic i had a project as most people did yeah. i grew a lot of plants <laughs> discovered that i had a green thumb i tried the sourdough bread thing for like 2 weeks yeah and I made something like 12 loaves of bread and was like, okay, I'm done with <laughs> I need bread. Something like, else. I, need, I need to move on. <laughs> so I started growing plants, discovered that I have a green thumb. I still have something like 30 or 40 plants at my house that I love and yeah. make little clippings. And so that's become kind of a hobby. But the other thing that I started doing is I've always, always, always been a writer. I've always right. loved telling stories and writing. And so I said, well, I have all of this extra time on my hands. Maybe I should finally write that book I've always wanted to. Yeah. People say, write what you know. So that's what I did. So Especially I wrote, for a first book. Especially for a first yeah. book, exactly. So that's exactly what I did. So I wrote a book called Allie Went Rogue, How Being an Outlier Helped Me Think Clearly and Live Fully. And every chapter of this book deals with something, some portion of my life in which I was an outlier in some way. Right. Obviously, we know what it is currently. Yeah. It's that I don't live a traditional romantic yeah. uh, lifestyle. And yeah. I'm not, I'm non-mahoganous. Yeah. Right. So, yes. um, <laughs> yeah. So that's what it is currently, yeah. but that's even after I published this book. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to need an updated. I need version. an update because the yes. final chapter of the book is like, and then I found my current husband and lived happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister read the book and was like, mm, you need a, yeah. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I have a copy of the book, but I haven't read it yet because I, like most people I know, have a stack that I'm just trying You'll to get, get through. But it's interesting. I flipped through and looked at like the contents and everything. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you were homeschooled. You, you know, you're libertarian. You, I mean, there are, so you have. I was a, a conservative kid at a very progressive college. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a musician. That's not a normal. Yes. Right. Um, you yeah. have immune, uh, uh, compromised disease. immune system. Yep. And so. Yeah, there's a lot of things that's really cool that's been a constant in your life is being like an outlier. Um, so, sounds really interesting. Um, where can we... You're going to give me a link to the I'll book? I'll give you a link yes. which you can put in your show notes. Yes, yeah, okay. Um, but it's... I actually published through the book patch. Okay. So, it's this really cool little independent um, website. Cool. I think set up by... I think set up by an author and he just said, look, I don't think it should cost people a lot of money to publish yeah. their books and et cetera, et cetera. So, if you go to the book patch... Dot com and you look up Allie Went Rogue, you'll find it. It's got a bright yellow cover because that's my, yeah. that's kind of my trademark is yeah. the, the banana yellow. Yeah, drives a bright yellow Fiat, <laughs> bright yellow coat. Yeah, my yeah. winter parka it, is yes. like sunshine yellow. Yeah, so yeah. the book is that is that color as well. But, um, but yeah, so I self-published this book during the pandemic and um, 
as it happens when you write, and I'm sure you found this yeah. out too, not only are you telling other people about your life and, and, and communicating with them, but you're also kind of coalescing your own thoughts and your mm-hmm. own experiences. Yeah. So when I got done with this book, I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's the running thread throughout my life. Yeah. But it took me that whole writing process, yes. I, I don't know, probably four to six months to put this book together. Um, it took me that entire time to go, that's it. That's yeah. what's been the, the, the common yeah. thread this whole time. That's been the same that thing. That was really with, interesting. That's been the same thing with my book. I sat down to just kind of like tell my family's story and then it, I saw threads in my family's immigration story that continued in my life. And like, it's kind of like, like I wish everyone would write a book. I wish everyone would I said the same write thing. their life story down, yes. even if it's not for publication, because the bird's eye view that you get. And I, yes. at the end of my book, I have like a little, mine's from a more like biblical perspective, but in the end of mine, I give like a little kind of like study guide where it's like prompting questions to get people to like journal because like, mm-hmm. it's just, you just, like I said, it's that bird's eye view of your life and you see things that like you don't realize yeah. in the It moment. almost gives you an objective view on your yeah. own life, which is really. Yes cool and weird because we don't get that because we're living it for sure yeah and so okay I also want to plug in case you are listening and you have a question for Allison and not for me your Instagram handle is the same as your book at yeah Allie at Allie went rogue so it's A-L-L-I-E yeah went rogue yeah and that's my that's it has not it really has nothing to do with the book it's just my personal Instagram so you can you can see all the plants that I yes grow and you can yeah. see like, I always me tell, playing with my dog. And... I always tell people Instagram is the best place to get a hold of me anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so if for some reason you have a question, now some people will not want to go through me. Some people will want to go through me. So yeah, open to any questions. Yeah. Um, okay, the last thing I want to talk a little bit about, like I said at the beginning, we met through the Libertarian Party of Kansas. And so Allie, Allison always kind of jokes that she is really more anarchist than libertarianism. Oh, it's so, not a joke, girl. Yeah, yeah. It's not a joke. It's been great because she's kind of rubbed off on me a little bit, which which is good. As an, uh, Oh, this is an Enneagram 6, me talking to an Enneagram 8, for the record. My people will ask. So Al- <laughs> do, they, do your listeners Allison, know the, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Allison is an Enneagram 8, and she's an anarchist, which like makes total sense. <laughs> um, so one thing, I'm going to do a whole series of people where I'm going to interview our libertarian friends and people here in Kansas that I I've met wait. through this political movement. You're the first, because I thought you yeah. also had a really interesting story to share. But I always get this question. There's that show on HBO that's like the anarchists. So like break it down for me like in your context and like what what do you believe? Because you identify as anarchist, but you you work and you volunteer and you're passionate about about moving the Libertarian Party forward. So like break it down on how most people see those as two totally different things. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they see them as the same thing. I don't know. I guess I do have people that tell me like, oh, libertarians don't believe in laws. So, like, you know, myth bust that for me. What is the difference in your I opinion? love that you threw in the HBO show, The Anarchists. Did you watch? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't, but I have a... Actually, I have a friend who's really into that, and yeah. they were telling me that I should see it. You should see it. I'll but, give you but, my login, girl. Here's the thing. I'm nervous that, just like with uh, Cody and his family... I'm nervous that they're going to misrepresent anarchy. Like, I, thought, I, I don't know anything about it. I but. actually don't think that's an issue. Um, okay, Because great. it's very specific to the anarcho-conference that was happening down in, like, Aruba. Okay. It's very specific about the drama with that conference. Awesome. I don't see them as speaking out on behalf of all anarchists. Good. But they don't mention libertarian. To me, the two work very well together. We need anarchists in the libertarian movement, and yeah. anarchists need libertarians yeah, to, like, not fly off the handle. But... They don't. They mention some names that you'll recognize, but they don't mention the liberty movement. They don't mention libertarianism. Maybe because they're more of a global it's thing. A yeah. So, so I was a little confused by that. But yeah. So what? Yeah. How do you see the two being different? How do you see the two working together? What would you want someone who doesn't know anything other than a lot of people where I'm their only libertarian friend? Mm-hmm. So how? I don't know. What do you think yeah. they need to know about the two? Fair question. Um, first, we need to kind of really quickly define right. these things. Um, libertarianism we think of as outside of republican and democrat we are the yeah. third uh biggest political party right and the yep. fastest growing and yep. all of that cetera, the cetera. only recognized third party in yeah. the state of kansas yeah i mean so some people think republican democrat or independent for yep. us it's republican democrat or libertarian yeah. independent I mean, is, is not a political party right and if you're independent you're the most libertarian yeah is what i always say yeah and in I like fact that. i listened to an interview recently where this guy this professor was breaking down the elections last year in kansas and he said, uh, someone asked, "What should third faith?" Our friend asked, "What? How can third parties, like, be more well, more represented throughout the election process?" And blah blah blah. And he was like, "Well, if I was a third party, 
I would be looking for those who have already called themselves independent mm-hmm. because getting someone to change from R&D right now in mm-hmm. today's culture is very hard. Mm-hmm. But getting someone who has already decided to not choose between one of those to say, yes, this feels like home to me is yeah. the sweet spot. And I got chills. I was like, yes. Because my husband was independent for the longest time. He was. Until, I remember watching Dean make the transition. Until our first yeah. libertarian conference a couple years ago here yeah. in Kansas. And he was like, no, I am this. Yeah. I, he it, came to convention as, independent. I, I guess, independent yep. and left as libertarian. We were all like, yay. Yeah, it was awesome. Yay, Dean. Yeah. So um, as far as as far as far anarchy, right. right, which is not... Not a political party. Not... Not, not right. a, I mean, it's the absence of, it's the Correct. very definition of the absence of yeah. any kind of... So, so when so, my friend from church tells me, oh, well, you're a libertarian, you don't believe in any laws or rules, like he, what he's, what he's identifying is anarchy, which really is true no government, no yeah. rules, no nothing. And I try to explain, like, no, I think we just believe in the smallest amount of rules possible. Would you say yeah. that's the biggest differentiator? That's a, good way, that's a good way to say it. And how I like to describe it to people is this. Libertarians believe in very, very small government. Mm-hmm. There's something called minarchist, right. which is where you just, you want the minimal amount. government possible, yeah. right? Anarchy is on the extreme side of that. We believe that the smallest government you could possibly have is self-government. Right. So to me, I don't, and this is super easy for me because I'm self-employed, but I've also right. built my life this way. So right. I mean, not without the toil it took to get here, yeah. but it's easy for me to say because I don't work for anybody. Right. I don't answer to anybody in my relationships or in my career or anything like that. Right. So I live a fully autonomous life yeah. and I'm the most fulfilled I could ever be in this way. Um, politically, philosophically, relationship wise. I mean, I truly am an anarchist. Yeah. Um, Going back to polyamory for a second, there's also something called relationship anarchy, mm, okay. uh, which I'm not going to go into it right now, but I think that people could research it because yes. it's very in keeping with this okay. conversation. So yeah. a lot of uh, uh, polyamorous people and, and people in a lifestyle or the lifestyle, they are intrigued by this idea of yeah. relationship anarchy. Okay, definitely but we're talking about, for yes. our purposes, yeah. we're talking about political and philosophical yeah. anarchy. Yeah. So the smallest form of government is self-government. Right. So whether it's at the voting booth or the way I run my household, or um, your what have you, or yeah. my love life, everything I do, is I go dear. back to my internal moral right. compass and what I yeah. have determined is yeah. these are my rules. Yeah. Am I going to break them? Am I going to, right? And I'm not saying I'm perfect, yeah. but you hold, you know, I hold myself to like yeah. an incredibly high ethical standard as a result. So would you say, I'm trying to figure out, okay, so. Oh, we, also, we wait, say, wait, wait, let oh, me yeah. say one thing really quick. Yeah. Myth busting. Yes. Anarchy is not chaos. Yeah, it's not riots in the streets. It's not riots people, in the streets. People say anarchy. I don't know where that, that comes that from. That is literally chaos. That is yeah. not anarchy. Yeah. Anarchy think, is is moves towards peace. Yes. I think I honestly blame propaganda on this because yeah, I think sure. they have conditioned us to think that without law it would just fall to crap. And and that's sometimes not, it does anyway, and that's with laws. It was just a guy murdered by a police officer. Yeah. On can anyways, yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's really good. Anarchy. So yeah, not chaos. I'm trying to figure out we talked about how like there's like the lifestyle and then under the lifestyle could be polyamory, polygamy, even like even like under the uh there's the lifestyle swinging, all that kind of stuff. Right. And so I'm wondering where what would you consider the umbrella and what would you consider the mm. niche? Would you consider libertarianism the umbrella and anarchist is a it is some is a form of it or not? Would would you consider? Um, wow, that's an is like question. anarchy a concept, like a psychological yeah, concept. It's philosophical. And then libertarianism oh, yeah, yeah. is the feet that get stuff done. Like so, break that's it out. It. That's I, it. I personally have a hard time sometimes with this. Okay, so here's the deal: anarchy is a philosophy. Got it. Okay, and I would also say a lifestyle, not right. a sexual lifestyle, right. but a way that we choose to live our yeah. life. Right. So anarchy is a philosophy. Yeah. Libertarianism can be a philosophy or it can be a political party. Yeah. There is no political actually, party that is anarchy, yeah, right? Yeah. I actually saw someone tweet the other day that like libertarianism isn't just a political party, it's a movement. And while I agree, it's a mindset. It's a philosophy. I think ultimately like like yes, I love freedom and the libertarian concept concept, but what drives me is my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And what drives you is your importance on anarchy. So, I think that I think it's time that we do Acknowledge that libertarianism is a political party. That it is the oh, it feet. totally is. It is the feat of getting Third something biggest. done. Yeah, it's it's it is the feat of getting something done. And within that party, you may feel at home here mm-hmm. as a polygamist, as a polyamorist, as a mahoganist, as a Christian. Like 
that's one of the coolest things about this party is like we don't expect everyone to look and feel and think and sound the same. Absolutely not. And but with that comes the second piece of that that's missing, which I would love for anyone in Kansas listening to like really internalize this. We're a party that everyone can be at home at, but with that comes a certain level of acceptance and empathy that you have to have. If we're going to be the party... And respect for other people. If if we're going to be the party that says all your freedoms, it has to be the freedoms that are not just the ones you believe in, but the Mm -hmm. ones that someone else believes in. You know, like we have to, you know, like the cheesy bumper stickers that are like coexist. Like, no, we have to, if our party's going to survive, we have to default, come from a place of coexisting with someone who doesn't believe the same as me. Mm-hmm. And I think some libertarians get that wrong. I think it's, yeah, totally you're do. not a real libertarian if this. It's like, no, 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 the point of us existing is that everyone can be here. So we have like, this we have this catchphrase, right? That's uh, It's kind of a casual thing, but it says, libertarians plotting to take over the world and leave you alone. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's libertarian candidates who run for governor, run for all of these political seats, right? Yeah. Personally, as an anarchist, I don't care a whole lot about that. I like to see them in these positions, but I'm yeah. not. It, that's not my yeah. my main focus, right? right? If libertarians are plotting to take over the world and leave you alone, what they're doing is they're trying to get into the structure from the inside yeah. and dismantle it so everybody can live freer. Yeah. Anarchists are kind of like, we don't even want to be involved with that yeah. system. Yeah. We just don't. So while I do work for the Libertarian Party of Kansas, I mean, yeah. volunteer, right? Mm-hmm. Volunteer jobs, yeah. as we both do. I do want to see freedom expand and progress and yeah. take hold of the state of Kansas yeah. and eventually the country, right? Yeah. But as an anarchist, I'm also like, but if it doesn't, meh. You're I'm still, still going to li- be okay. Yes. I'm still going to be an yeah. anarchist. I'm still going to live my life. Yeah. I'm still going to be free. Imagine being a Republican or Democrat and you're, think of every uh, um, presidential election that we, that we live through yeah. and the Republican, oh, well, the Democrat won and our lives are ruined. Oh, well, Trump won. Our lives yes. are ruined. Oh my gosh. Anarchists are like, does it really matter who's president? Yes. I'm oh still going to be, I'm still going to live a life of self-governance oh and self-reliance. I don't care who's okay, the president. Okay, so everybody who is still undergoing trauma because they feel like Trump, Hillary, Trump, Biden, like really wrecked your soul. Like I need you to take that in. Like, does it really matter? Like, does it really matter? For me as a Christian, I know it doesn't. I know who I answer to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For you as an anarchist or for people, like I know people were personally like, I felt personally attacked by Trump and some of the things that he said, but listen to me at the end of the personally day. Personally attacked by Regina George. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at the at the end of the day, like, you, like, it, it truly doesn't matter. Like, it matters you are you. still responsible for yourself and right. building your life the way that That's you right. want. So this is the type of anarchist mindset that I think, That's like, right. I've inter- I've been able to kind of, like, rub off on yeah. and I really appreciate. And, so. and we also need to talk about how they are connected just really quickly, right? Yeah. So I'm an anarchist who's also a polyamorist. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word. Polyamorist? It can be. I'm a polyamorous anarchist. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's like, th- those are some, those are some pretty strong designations. Yeah. But that's proudly how I live and they absolutely go hand in hand with each other. Yeah. Because if somebody lives freely, yeah. don't they want to live freely in all aspects of their life? Yeah. So of course and those are going to for years I've seen people that are Republicans and Democrats like have a hard time lining up. Well, I... I, I believe in this, but this part confuses me. And this, you know, like I have people have a hard time rectifying. Pick and choose, baby. But like custom but relationships, or custom just come to libertarianism philosophy. where we're not asking you to pick and choose. Yeah, right. Like we're just asking us to all exist and yeah. respect each other. So yeah, consensual, respectable relationships, be it in politics or in romantic yes. life. I love it. Or families. See, or mahogany and mayhem doesn't sound that bad. Well, it's actually so. there's actually not a lot of mayhem going on. Here, yeah. Right. That's <laughs> yes. our that's our last myth yes. bust. Yes. It's not really mayhem. Yeah. It's not really chaos. Yeah. It's yeah. peace and it's love and yeah, happiness. Respecting each other. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So they're literally gonna kick us out. I think I can hear either people leaving their rooms or the like definitely the staff the coming. Yes. So we're gonna wrap. Maybe we do another one depending on if I get questions and stuff. Um, I'll put your book in there. Um, you can always. Instagram at Allie Went Rogue or The Mama Marketer. Um, questions. If we get a lot of questions, because like I said, this is totally different than any con- Part two con- Mythbuster. Exactly. We yeah, totally can come back on and look for more interviews in the months to come. Obviously, it's been a while since I've been able to record anything. I'm going to shoot for a couple of podcasts a month and we're probably going to stay in the libertarian space, the political space for a couple of episodes. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be bringing on some friends that Allison and I 
know and work with really closely. So it should be really fun. Thank you for and keep answering listening, my questions. And keep listening to Olivia because she's doing an awesome job. Mm-hmm. And she has such a love for community and for people and society. And I think that you're doing a really good thing to make everybody understand people better. Yes. Yeah. I try. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And my book should be out. We are still looking like... Uh, March 15th on Amazon should be the date I finished editing this weekend Um, so it's really just a matter of formatting at this point so everyone just I I get questions all the time like did I miss it no girl if I put it out you're gonna know about it you're gonna see that everywhere Um, so yeah it's coming in March so stay tuned for that so okay we're gonna go all right bye